This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 44 is going to be from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. Judgment will begin at the house of God. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 through 18, the Bible reads, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? Judgment begins at the house of God because we have his word. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He has blessed us with given us the instruction manual on how to live. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17, the Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. We have the instruction manual as to how to worship, how to live, how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul wrote to the gospel preacher Timothy, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar, and the ground of the truth. And so Paul wrote to Timothy so that he would know how to conduct himself in the house of God. And he left Timothy with a responsibility to study that. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And then going over into verse or into chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, we see the verse that we quoted just a few minutes ago. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. Being God's people and having the word available to us to study leaves us with a responsibility to know God. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And then in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Judgment will begin at the house of God, because we have the instruction manual. We have everything that, we, that pertains to life and godliness, according to Peter. And because of this, we are held to a high standard for living the way that God wants us to live because he loved us enough to send his son into this world to die for us. John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You see, we have the Word of God. We have Christ. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has given us the instruction manual for how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, and he has also given us an escape from every temptation, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 13. No temptation has taken man except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful, 
who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. And so he has provided us Christ. He has provided us the word of God so that we can study it and know how to be pleasing to him. He has provided everything that pertains to life and godliness, as well as a means of escape for every temptation that comes our way. What excuse do we have for not obeying the truth? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 again, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? In verse 18, that is a very scary statement. If the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, we're told that there are two paths. There's a large path that is easy to find, and a lot of people will go down it. And then there's a narrow path that is narrow and difficult, and there are going to be few who find it. In Noah's day, there were only eight people that found that path. The rest of the world died in the flood. And so if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? Today, in the world today, there is the church. And getting into this church is as simple as getting onto the ark for the people of Noah's time. All you have to do is be obedient to God. All you have to do is listen to what God has to say and obey it. You have to love Jesus in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, Jesus told us how to get onto the ark. How to be saved in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, the Bible talks about the Lord adding to the church daily such as were being saved. They continued daily in the apostles' doctrine from house to house. They break the, break the bread with gladness and simplicity of heart. You see, they knew what it took to get on the ark, and they wanted to be a part of it daily. They wanted to live the life daily in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. Then those who gladly received the word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. You see, God has given us the way to get on the ark, to be saved, but judgment will begin at the house of God because we have the instruction manual. We have Christ. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness, and all we have to do is study it. So he holds us to a high standard for knowing the truth. In Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31, truly this time of ignorance God once overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, for he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. You see, that day is coming. The day that he's going to judge the world in righteousness has been appointed, and it is coming. It is drawing near to us. Judgment will begin at the house of God because he holds his people to a high standard because of how much he has loved us in sending his son to this world to die for us. He gave us Christ. He gave us his word. He gave us the instruction manual on how to live and how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. And he's given us a means of escape for every temptation that is out there. Judgment will begin at the house of God. In John chapter 12, verses 46 through 50, we see how judgment is going to take place. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. 
He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day, for I have not spoken on my own authority. But the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know his commandment is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. In verse 48, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. You see, God has left us with the word of God, and we have it. We can study it. We can know it. We can live it, and we can have everlasting life by being sanctified by it. In John chapter 17 and verse 17, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. We can have it, and judgment will begin at the house of God because he holds us to a high standard. In James chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, let, not, let there be not many teachers, for they will receive a stricter judgment. And so, I'm sorry, that was that's James chapter 3 and verse 1. We see the high responsibility that we have as the people of God to teach appropriately, to be able to lead people to God, because this was Jesus's uh purpose for being in this life. It's also our purpose for being here as well. In Luke 19 and verse 10, Jesus said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, judgment will begin at the house of God, and God holds us to living by the standard in which he has given us. To the seven churches of Asia Minor in the book of Revelation, these churches understood after Jesus spoke with him, what it meant that judgment was going to begin at the house of God. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear with those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so we see here that judgment is beginning with the house of God. They are held to a high standard. Even though they're doing some things right, God says, this I have against you. You need to change this. And if you don't change this, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to remove your lampstand. And this is true for us today. If we allow sin to be in our lives without removing it, God will remove our lampstand as well. In Luke chapter 13, verses 3 and 5, I tell you, nay, unless you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And then going on from there to the church at Samaria, Jesus wrote, And to the angel of the church of Samaria write, These things says the first and the last who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know your blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. 
He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall be hurt, but shall not be hurt by the second death. And so here we see Jesus talking to the church of Samaria. He tells them that they're doing pretty good, they're doing well, but they're rich. Their attitude, they have an attitude of being rich. And we know what 1 Timothy chapter 6 talks about, says about being rich. That is the root of many different kinds of evil. And so richness can be a stumbling block if we don't know how to hold it to God properly. But even as good as they were doing, he told them that they had to remain faithful unto death in order to receive that crown of life. Judgment will begin at the house of God. In Revelation chapter 2 and verses 12 through 17, we have to the church at Paramos. And to the angel of the church of Paramos write, These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipodus was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So again, we see that even though they were doing some things right, that God was still going to hold them to a higher standard because they were his people, and that they needed to get sin out of their lives and stop sinning and stop being like the Nicolaitans and allowing the Nicolaitans to have a sway over their lives. In Thyatira, he says something very similar to these people in that they have a few things right. Almost all these churches have some things right, but that's not good enough. We need to change our life in order to live the way that God wants us to live. You see, judgment begins at the house of God. He wants to perfect us. He wants us to be right in his sight. Now, we're not going to talk about all these churches here in uh, Asia Minor in the book of Revelation because we don't have time to do so. But one more I want to talk to you about, and it's the lukewarm church of the Laodiceans in Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. And to the church, and to the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eyesalve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent." And so we see here, once again, that he tells these people that they need to repent. They need to come out of their sin. But what's scary here is so many churches today that are lukewarm in 
how they are approaching God and how they approach their life as being a Christian. Instead of being hot and following God with all their heart, we're lukewarm. And it's really easy to do for anybody to be lukewarm. And if we are lukewarm, he's going to spew us out of his mouth. Judgment will begin at the house of God. Notice he says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.